0: Imagine three months of vacation. How would you spend it? And moreover, how would you spend it with God? Find out on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: The book of Deuteronomy is one of the most difficult books of the Bible. It is a codification of all the laws found in the Pentateuch, the first five books, or first four books of Moses, I should say. And we are in this journey looking at this fifth book. It's been very difficult, but very rewarding at the same time. In the the book of Deuteronomy, there are the Ten Commandments, and there's a small set of uh, rules and laws found about the feast days, that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And in the studio, we have Jonathan Sebastian and Israel, again, we have our, our brotherly uh, episode here, yeah? With the uh, two beards and, and... A lot of bravado. A lot okay. of bravado. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Deuteronomy chapter 16. And we are in the episode 9 here, that you shall rejoice. What would you do if you had three months off? Jonathan, I mean, that's a short time. I know Europeans have like, what, nine months off every year? Uh, we love the Europeans. Please don't send us emails. Uh, what would you do with three months off?
2: three months off I would probably book one of those around the world tickets and just you know
0: Go all around. Just fly an airplane for three months all around and the no, world?
2: No, no, you know, go to different places. Oh, you uh, land check at out. point. Yeah. I would land. I would try to g- hit maybe every continent or most of them. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: very good. How about you guys? Anything Anything you guys would do? I don't know, for your 40th birthday, would or what would you do for three months? I would stay in my house. You'd stay in your house. You would, uh, they you they would extend the, the pandemic in your house. I would. Yeah, with your chickens. Okay. And, <laughs> and Sebastian. Cat. And cat. Yeah, don't forget the cat. That <laughs> is
1: still
0: alive. <laughs> the cat.
3: <laughs> Prax, what, what would you do? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I would probably do a lot of reading, a lot of writing.
0: A lot of reading and a lot of writing. Yes. Yeah, well, we are looking, we're going to look at the feast days here in, in Deuteronomy chapter 16, and we're going to read verse 16 and 17. And Jonathan, if you can read it for us. But before we do, let's have a word of prayer in Israel. Can you pray for us? Sure.
4: Father in heaven, thank you for your presence throughout this uh, study in the book of Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. We pray that you be with us again as we look at these uh, very important feast days. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jonathan,
2: verse 16 and yes. 17, please. Three times a year, all your meals shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which He chooses, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of the Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which He has given
0: you. All right, Sebastian, give us a, bro- a background. Uh, share with us, what what are these things? and. To some of us this is very familiar to the Jews very 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 familiar right. these are these are even national holidays for others foreign days at uh, what so- is it So
3: You have to first start off with the seventh-day Sabbath, which is found right when we looked in Deuteronomy 5 Mm -hmm. and remembered the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. And this was a day that was considered a day of to cease, right? Literally what it means to stop and to rest. But then these were called Sabbath days built off of the same concept that there were 52 Sabbaths that were not connected with the sanctuary Mm -hmm. or services necessarily although there were services held on the Sabbath, but then these feast days were to commemorate major moments in Israelite history. Mm -hmm. And they were connected to the sanctuary, which is ultimately a parable of salvation, right? Mm -hmm. This is kind of giving us a interactive sort of three-dimensional Oculus view of like what what salvation is like. And so going through this uh, process of the first feast was the Passover, which celebrated the deliverance from Egypt. Um, and the blood on the doorposts and on the
0: top. Well, we'll get into each each of the the feasts yeah. for <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, that's that's good. Um, wh- why does God give us these 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 holidays? Why 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 doesn't He just sometimes? You know, Jonathan, we've talked about this before. Uh, we are we are admirers of propositional truth. Why doesn't God just say, you know, Jesus will come in human form? Well, Jesus will do this. Why are these woven into these holidays? And and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. Sometimes it's a little difficult. Why, uh, why I does think, it happen? I think
2: God is a is a good teacher, and so He understands that uh, the more your mind and your body, the the more your entire being is engaged in something, the better you'll comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just giving us, you know, this is what it is, uh, He he lets you discover. Mm-hmm. He lets you experience from different perspectives. This was an the annual, these feasts were annually. Mm-hmm. So like every year, three times a year, you, you were learning about a different aspect about who God is, mm-hmm. how you relate to Him. Mm-hmm. And you know, how, just how it is, every time you do something, there's always something new you can see. There's mm-hmm. always something new you can learn. And so, and are, it's very engaging. You know, you, you have different motions that you go through. You, you eat certain foods. Mm. You, you are interacting with people from all over, you know? So yes. it's just a, Uh, And it's a special time and a time of rejoicing, right? Um, I believe that God understands that our human, you know, capacity of understanding things, it, we ha- He needs to engage us on on every aspect of who we are and yeah. what we are.
0: No, I, I love this because, as you're saying, it's all sensory. Yeah. There is a, a a culinary component. There's a social component. But moreover, it's also, it's embedded in time. Yes. So every year, the calendar, it comes to this time of mm-hmm. this objective must be, mm-hmm. these lessons must be repeated and over. Mm-hmm. Yep. He kind of set it in the calendar, mm-hmm. that, that import of, of, of that lesson. Um, we, we mentioned uh, in previous episodes about how the book of Deuteronomy is arranged according to the Ten Commandments. And you have all these laws, and they're reordered and recodified. And it starts with the First Commandment, Second Commandment, Third command, all the way down to the Tenth Commandment. And when you look at these uh, these laws regarding the feast days, they are in the same section as the Sabbath, the Fourth mm-hmm. Sabbath. Mm-hmm. The, the Fourth, fourth commandment, commandment, the Seventh-day Sabbath. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that's, that's correct. We got um, and, and it's kind of the same section. But they are two different entities. Yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sebastian, why, how, what, are, what is the difference between, we're going to get, and Israel can share about Passover and, and the weeks and, and whatnot, but we've got to be careful that they're not the same. Correct.
3: Well, we see that the Sabbath was an arbitrary decision that beckons back to creation. Okay. Right? So, there was no sanctuary. There were no Israelites. Mm -hmm. This was a day that God rested, right, according to Genesis 2, when he ended his work, and this was a gift to humanity. Mm -hmm. So, this belongs to all mankind versus the feast days were built off of the concept of the Sabbath, but they're directly tied to the sanctuary, Mm -hmm. right? An earthly sanctuary, Mm -hmm. and they were tied to specific historical events in the life of the descendants of Abraham, Mm -hmm. right? So they were to teach a broader lesson that other people could learn from, but this is where they are different, right? One is a salvific connected to our relationship to God in that covenant, the 10 words Mm -hmm. versus the feast days are just more of an expansion of that. As we see in the table of contents, mm-hmm. you know, paradigm in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just expanding that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Let's actually get into these. As verse sixteen and seventeen mention that uh, three times a year, all the male. I mean, these are these are huge high Sabbaths, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a major national thing. Uh, let's actually get into it, Israel.
4: Yeah. Well, before we go into that, if I can just say something. Yeah, for sure. The, the, I think the, the, one of the critical truths that the feast days are teaching us is the fact that. Truth is not just to be a dry theory, mm-hmm. you know, but it's something that is to be practiced every day in life. Mm. Uh, it's something that is supposed to teach us nobility of character. It's something that's supposed to teach us what upright uprightness looks like, not just theoretically, but in everyday life, and also what unselfishness looks like. Now, the way in which this beautifully... Okay, so, I
0: and mean, what you just said, I'm sorry to interrupt, mm. this sounds lofty, but we're talking about holidays here. Yeah. How does nobility of character mm. and, and, and then this, you're, you're talking about these high things, yeah. what does that have to do with eating a birthday cake on a yeah. holiday?
4: Well, in that it reminds us of who God is. Okay. All of these things were supposed to remind us of what God has done for oh, okay. us, okay. what God is doing for how God gives us a harvest, how God okay. saves us. And all of these things show... In, in a very real way, the unselfishness of God—he okay. gives us blessings. Mm. You know, he he and 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 he does this because he's good, because he's upright, because he's ju- he's mm. just, mm-hmm. and and so th- that that's okay. how it was supposed to teach us that in okay. high moments and in low moments, right? Okay. Okay. The other thing that it teaches us is. In Reflecting God, w- which it beautifully parallels the Sabbath, is that the Sabbath was never meant to be something that is only kept one day a week and then that's it. Okay. But every day was an anticipation to, towards yes. the Sabbath, right? Monday was supposed to remind us of the Sabbath. Sunday was supposed to remind us the Sabbath is coming, the Sabbath is coming, the Sabbath is coming, mm-hmm. the Sabbath is here. Mm-hmm. And so, in a very similar way, these feast days that were supposed to be taking place throughout the year were supposed to also remind us, you know, it was supposed to remind us the concept of every Every day is an essential day for holiness, pointing mm-hmm. us towards a celebration with Christ. And so, mm-hmm. in these two ways, they beautifully parallel mm-hmm. the anticipation of holiness, the anticipation of godliness, the anticipation of of uh, an experience with God, and then the culmination of that very thing that we've been anticipating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so these are high, holy, awesome things. What are they? Let's yeah. get into it, okay, <laughs> Jonathan? Oh, well, we're going to get into it. I was just going to say, like... Okay, we're know, not going to get into it. Okay. No, <laughs> into it. I was just going to add that, you yes. know, what,
2: what God did not just create this so that they can have these holidays and, you know, and and talk about holiness and all these things. It was also teaching them about the Messiah who was going to come, and, and it, you know, it was giving them uh, insights into the work of the Messiah, uh, his purpose, mm. and and the things that He will do for them. So, it was an illustration of, it was a celebration of God's past faithfulness, but also an illustration of God's future faithfulness from their perspective mm. of what the Messiah would accomplish mm. for them. I'm sure we're going to go into more of it later. I just wanted to point it out. It's also pointing towards Christ. Okay, yeah, yep. amen. Let's do that now.
0: Let's let's get into it now. Sebastian, well, you when have you <laughs> else to say before we <laughs> get into the Passover? No, just talking about okay. the Passover. Okay, let's get into the Passover. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, when you, when you kind of look back at the, the Israelite experience, being delivered in that final plague in Egypt yes, and the call to essentially put that blood, sacrifice the lamb, hmm. put the blood on the doorposts, and then the angel of death is passing through the city. And if you have the blood, then you're covered, right? Something has already died. Mm-hmm. And so you're covered by the blood, right? And that's a very popular saying in Christianity, but we don't recognize that's directly connected to the Passover feast, yes. mm-hmm. right? This idea of being covered by the blood and being passed over in a sense, not because you did anything meritorious, but because something else has given its innocent life, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And This was teaching the Israelites that this day God is going to deliver you from bondage, which was through what? Mm -hmm. Through this covering of the blood on your doorpost. That's why you were spared any death, any plague, because of your obedience to applying the blood to your own personal home. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of driving home to the personal Israelite, the need to apply the salvation that mm-hmm. was coming through the Messiah mm-hmm. to their own personal life. Mm-hmm. I need to be covered by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. Amen.
2: What's beautiful is that this Passover experience marks the beginning of the the Jewish year, mm-hmm. which shows that the foundation the of, the, year. The, mm-hmm. of the economy, the foundation of their lives is salvation through the Messiah, being mm-hmm. covered in that blood. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, in the doorpost, in Egypt, their names were engraved in those doorposts. The blood literally covered their names. Right. And, and 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 I mean, it's just powerful how God uses this. But what I love that this is the beginning. It's not somewhere later on. It is the foundation
0: of the entire. Can experience. someone correct. explain a little bit? Maybe there's a misunderstanding. this angel of death. Did mm-hmm. God send this angel of death? Mm-hmm. What is, God's the one that's killing and saving? How do we reconcile those two factors there?
3: Well, I think I think that we we have the fact that. God was bringing judgment. And the very fact that there was given the blood of the lamb was Mm -hmm. to say that any home that was not covered by the blood would have lost the firstborn.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: So it had nothing to do with whether you were a Jew or you were an Egyptian. Mm -hmm. It had to do with, did you have the blood? Mm -hmm. And so this shows that God was not arbitrary. When that angel was sent down to pass through Egypt, you could have been an Egyptian, but if you have blood on your doorposts, the angel passed by and your firstborn did not die mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and so that's let me just interrupt here we're going to take a break here and uh, we have also take a feast day break here we'll come back this is Inverse my name Justin we'll see you after the break
1: has Inverse been a blessing to you? do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us? find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook Twitter Instagram or YouTube while there join us like us heart us thumbs up us Our handle again is InverseBible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Welcome back. We're looking at the Passover, and there are so many wonderful elements that point to the coming of the Messiah, but there's also this element of this angel of death. How does that play into all this? Uh, And you were saying, Sebastian.
3: So this was ultimately leading to the fact that not just the Jews, but also the Egyptians were under judgment. Mm. And so it should have also taught the Israelites that we were not worthy because we're seed of Abraham. Our firstborn would have died. We're not worthy because we came from Isaac or Jacob because we obeyed. Obey the other nine plague situations, keep your cattle in or you know, out. Nope, it's only because of the blood. Yeah. And so this is letting us know that the entire world in a microcosmic sense, right, in Egypt, was under judgment from that angel of they all deserved to die. Yeah. They all deserved to lose that, but they were spared and they were passed over yeah. for that very reason. So God wasn't necessarily trying to Go about and build to that point. He was hoping that Pharaoh would have yielded.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I think some. Also, we also have these these uh, our imaginations, kind of you know, the angel of death, and we just think of you know this, you know, one, you know, I don't know, I don't know what we think of, but uh, (laughs) God is the author of life. He gives us life, and it is within His prerogative to take that life back. Shouldn't we not want to want it or not abide by His conditions for it? That's right. Out of His mercy, He does extend that gift of life to some people. According to His judgment, He does withdraw back? And should it be an angel that's a messenger to to Execute. be the one that, that rece- not the one that has a sword and is killing all these people, but right. it is the title that, that's been given. And So we just want to make sure there's there's, there's no uh, ah, good point. misunderstanding good that, point. that God is, is uh, I don't know what the word term is, but nickeling, diming, or just mm. this this tit-for-tat kind of and playing mm-hmm. around with humanity, which some people understand mm. uh, the Passover that way as well. Any other f- uh, points well, we have, for We Passover? have to
4: take into consideration the fact that there was an encounter between the Pharaoh and God. You know, Pharaoh was like, who God I mean that I guess you know sure. and so there's this back and forth conversation where the Pharaoh does not acknowledge mm-hmm. you know the power of, the, of God who is saying let Israel go so that he's like my firstborn son Israel is my firstborn son and so if you want to hold my firstborn son hostage then I'm gonna then do the same to yours right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of there's that mm-hmm. context is mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. something that I want to make sure that we don't miss is the fact that salvation was something to be celebrated mm. and something that celebrations yeah, sure, are intended like ce- celebrations are intended to remind us and um, yeah. and 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 it's amazing how god has us remember The the celebration of salvation, because it's something that it's it's in the human nature to forget, Mm -hmm. to forget how grave our situation was, our circumstances were. I mean, we were in Egypt. We were slaves. um, You know, we were going through these plagues. All of this stuff was happening. And in this. God came and he delivered me yes. from that. Mm. And so, you know, we celebrate birthdays. We celebrate all sort of marriages. We celebrate all sorts of different anniversaries. And God says the greatest of all anniversaries, mm. which is should be happening before the, you know, at the beginning of every year is remember the fact that you exist today, both spiritually and physically mm. because I came. And I sacrifice my firstborn mm-hmm. son so that you and your firstborn son can live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You no, know, I was reading a book uh, by Jonathan Sachs, a very famous rabbi, and a, uh, a certain educator came to him and asked him Look, I'm a, I'm a principal of a school district. I have like an 8% success rate, uh, an 8% graduation rate. My teachers come and in and out. I have a horrible district. My parents don't support me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what do I do? And uh, this rabbi said he didn't, he didn't know what the answer was, as many, many pastors and many clerics don't know what to say. But he was actually studying the Pentateuch that, that morning, as a lot of rabbis do. And he was looking at the, this passage and um, these passages and saw this, this concept of rejoicing and celebrating. Mm-hmm. So he just said, uh, celebrate. And this lady's like, what are you talking about? I've got nothing to celebrate. Do you just want me to repeat what I just told you? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, no. Find ways to celebrate. You can always celebrate when, when God is with you. Mm-hmm. So she took that to heart. And so that, that year, it was like 9% had graduated. And what did she do? She celebrated the 9% that graduated. Mm-hmm. That celebration caused the momentum. That next year, it was 11%, that percent, mm-hmm. 17%. The teachers that came in and, and, and we renewed their contract for two years, she celebrated. So these micro-celebrations led to the fact that she became the most successful superintendent in within 20 years. And then within, within her career, she even got, not knighted, I forget what ladies get, uh, damed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets to write OBE at, at the end of her her mm-hmm. name and she says all because of these micro celebrations that we wow. have. So I appreciate that. That's uh wow. we find this answer that, that that when God puts something on the calendar mm-hmm. that, that there's momentum that carries from year to year. True. especially to a slave people in in Egypt.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, as we kind of wrap up Passover here, uh, I think it's important that we point out that Jesus fulfilled this perfectly. Mm. He, you know, John says in chapter 1, like, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus became that Passover Lamb. Mm -hmm. And at the exact appointed time, at Passover, Mm -hmm. Jesus fulfilled this. At the time of the sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus died on the cross Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and fulfilled perfectly this illustration of salvation, quite literally from Egypt, but then, of course, more profoundly from sin yes for all human beings yeah. and so that is the foundation of 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 our lives, it was yes. the foundation of, in the beginning of the Jewish mm. year, it should be the foundation of all of our spiritual lives
0: to be covered in the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. There's probably no other Messianic prophecy that points to the time and the date and the conditions of Jesus' sacrifice like there is from these, f- in, in a sense, prophecies. These holidays yes. are prophetic prophecies. days. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's continue to uh, the Feast of Weeks. What is the Feast of Weeks? What is the the, the gems we can we can uh, dig out from there? Well, <laughs> you
3: have the the Feast of Weeks was essentially celebrating the covenant that God made with them on Mount Sinai or Horeb, which is often called the mountain of God. That's where God called Moses. And, and so this was that coming down, building that covenant with them, which was a certain amount of days or weeks, right? 50 days after essentially from the Passover Mm -hmm. is when that was celebrated. And this was an interesting festival, right? In terms of the things that you brought, like the beginning of the harvest and like your first fruits, things like this. So you're kind of coming in and saying, Hey, we're expecting even bigger. Mm -hmm. This is what God is doing. he's giving us this little bit right now, the early rain, and now we are expecting an even greater harvest in the future mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. And we're celebrating that, right, to build off of that same spirit and
4: rejoicing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, so, this chapter is critical. It says, You shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, the Levite within your gates, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow everyone who was among you this wasn't a feast just for some specific people but it was a it was a feast that was supposed to bring together everyone, everyone. whether you're high whether you're low whether you're male whether you're female whoever you are was invited to partake of this feast and this it, it illustrates the fact that we're all connected in one human web that mm. that points us to jesus christ which mm. if you think about this this would eliminate all the isms in 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 society right like racism, sexism, classism—all of these different things would be eliminated if we learned, if we if we learned to focus our attention on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen.
2: Amen. The things that happened, you know, when we think of Mount Sinai, I mean, God appeared physically, uh, in you know, in the cloud. There were flashes of lightning, yeah. there was wind. There was all this stuff happening. It it was prof- it, it was giving a strong impression that you know on the people at the time. And they were even scared at times, you know. But it was a powerful uh, illustration or, or powerful revelation of God's presence, teaching them that He is there, He is with them. He's not just going to let them go and uh, be on their own now that He talked to them out of Egypt. He, from that on, from that covenant moment on, is going to continue with them as yep. we then also see through the rest of their story, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, the fulfillment of that then was, of course, in the New Testament during Pentecost. Okay. You know, after yep. Jesus, uh, you know, died and was resurrected, uh, you know, 50 days later. Pentecost took place, mm-hmm. in which God, the Holy Spirit, came down just like a Mount Sinai, and appeared just like the fire that we saw on Mount Sinai. There's yep. fire on the on you know, on top of the heads, uh, and 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 they speak in many languages. Inclusion of all nations, the salvation yeah. is for everybody. Yeah. So we see the the, the 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 perfect fulfillment again in this in this. Cl- it's like clockwork, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in this time um, uh, that we see in the, in the Jewish economy now fulfilled in Jesus and in his ministry,
3: you know, uh, ever since he went to. And also mm -hmm. right touching into the fact that they didn't want to talk to god right directly so they asked moses to go up for them right on the mountain and so you're almost even seeing this in acts right when jesus is kind of ascending and he's like i'm going to the father right i'm going to ask him Mm. for this and he's kind of going between the disciples right the church on earth and god in heaven and then there's this coming together that explodes out from there into evangelism. And all the
0: disciples then speak for God to this world. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, let's go to the last, the third one, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths. How does that, uh, what's, what is the the good stuff we can mine for there?
2: Mm. Well, this coming. is at a time where, where you know, you, the harvest is taking place. Yes. Uh, now we are celebrating God's faithfulness uh, in nature, but also in our lives. You know, the, the Israelites, they were coming together to celebrate God's faithfulness. And so, um, in a way, this is to, to recognize that without God, this would not have been possible. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sends the early and the latter rain. He is the one that provides uh, sustenance and all these things for nature and for our lives. And, mm-hmm. of course in application for our spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. But then even in in the history history of redemption throughout earth's history there will be a fulfillment of this as well at the end of time when Jesus comes to gather with his sickle, you know, the the whole world and everyone who will be saved, there will be a celebration of that harvest yes. at the second coming of Jesus. And then we will be, you know, taken to heaven and then we will you know god will as revelation 21 says he will tabernacle with us he mm. will dwell with us he'll just like they, with us, just they he will
0: booth with us full, yeah he'll fulfill the
2: full so it's just, that i just love the fact that we are we are in this in this clockwork i don't know how you want to call this
3: this cycle
2: yeah this cycle that god set up very simple you know yeah. with these feasts this is now being happening in our life in our lifetimes you know so
0: gentlemen I mean this stuff sounds awesome you're making all these connections (laughs) this is wonderful so why should we keep them that's the question
4: Yeah. Why not? Well, in, in many ways Jesus fulfilled all of these are pointing to the fact that Jesus is going to come. He's going to yes. save. You know, they're they're all they're all pointing to Christ. Yes. And so in that sense, we are there is a way to keep we them. We are keeping them yeah. in
0: Jesus already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
4: or we should be keeping them in Jesus. And yeah. I as we were having this conversation, the question that came to my mind was how do we celebrate these hmm. you know how do we celebrate christ daily which by the way what i love about the uh, the uh, inverse study guide is that there's always that section you know where it says how does this how does christ fulfill the topic mm-hmm. and so i think the way in which we celebrate these things is daily when I'm studying the word of God is how does this apply to Christ and and what can I learn from this that helps me become more like Christ so that I'm not just studying dry theory but I'm living this out every single day of the week mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whether
0: it means receiving Jesus as your personal lamb that takes away the sin of the world or that's receiving the Holy Spirit and giving you the gift of tongues or the gift of, of the Holy, you know, whatever sharing spiritual others, gifts yeah. and sharing with others or whether it's having that blessed hope in you and looking for the second Coming of Jesus. Uh, it's it's living out these holidays and the themes in Christ in your life, and all under the motif of celebrating and rejoicing with God. We would encourage you to go to inversebible.org and look at those Bible study guides, especially on the theme of Deuteronomy, of what Israel just referenced. Uh, they have been such a blessing. We, see, we receive comments all around the world translated into different many languages. You can also go to your Apple or your Android uh, app store. You can download the app under the, the theme of. Uh, uh, sabbath school and you'll see the inverse bible study guide there as well uh, we are in the middle of deuteronomy we're going to press through we're almost finishing up but we are so glad that you decided to join us join us next week as we continue our journey through this wilderness in the book of deuteronomy god bless you we'll see you next week